Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast. This is episode 154 and today I'm going to be talking about something related to job interviews. So whether you're applying for jobs now or you want to apply for a new job this year and also whether English is your native language or whether you're learning English. Hopefully there are some tips here that will help you. This isn't the first piece of content that I've created about this subject. Um, I mean, this, this content is new, but I've also created other things about CVs and job interviews. Um, and I have made a page with all of them linked um, so you can see the range of resources. I'll, I'll link that on my show notes page. So if you go to englishwithkirstycom slash podcast slash episode 154, um, I'll put my job seekers resource page link on there so you can see what else has been done but this is specifically about questions that the interviewer is asking themselves so we've talked about what the interviewer may ask you um, what you can ask them about the company you know at the end when they ask have you got any questions but this is 10 questions that they are probably asking themselves about you so they're not going to say these things to you, but they'll be thinking about them. They probably won't even write them down because, you know, you have to be really careful what you put in the notes about interview candidates now. Um, but they're things that they're going to be asking themselves when they're trying to decide whether you're the right person for the job. So you won't know what they're thinking about these questions, but you can influence their answers by the way that you act and the way that you answer questions, the way that you present yourself and the way that you prepare for the interview. So I've had some experience carrying out interviews and I think everybody who does that knows that it's not a, an ideal situation, it's not a real situation. People are, are nervous. They don't always perform their best. They try, but you know everybody feels a bit nervous at an interview. So I think you know people know that, um, but there are still some things that you're thinking um, and you're, what you think about the candidate isn't just based on what they what they say and it's also what they do and how they respond to you how they come across as a person so these are some things that the interviewer may be thinking and and also think about you know how how do you come across and and how might they answer these questions so number one has this person prepared for the interview so this is about the kind of the way that you respond to their questions perhaps if if it's clear that you haven't even bothered to look on the company's website to find out about them a bit about what they do of course you can't be expected to know everything but um it makes a better impression if it shows oh i've took some time to to find out more about this company maybe more about the role if if it's to do with a certain project what, what background knowledge do i have on that project um, if it's the kind of interview where you have to give a presentation, did you throw something together on the train on the way there that took you five minutes? Or, or did you actually spend a bit of time making a good presentation and rehearsing it and knowing what you wanted to say? So it's, it's how much thought did you give to preparing for the interview? Um, and that, that's an indication of how important this job is to you, how seriously you, you took it. Um, 
And of course, people may have nerves that that may affect how they present. But I don't really mean that. I'm not really talking about the delivery. I'm talking about whether you took some time to, to find out a bit more about the company and a bit more about what, what you might be doing. And did you did you look at the job advert again? Did you look at the um, the person spec or the, the job description, whatever is available? Um, do you have questions that relate to that that show that you've you've been thinking about it? You know, what do, what would it be like working in that company? Okay, question two, is he or she really interested in this position? So often you'll be asked, yeah, why do you want this job? Or why, why would you be a good candidate for this job? Or what is it about this job that, that you find interesting? And I think if, if you just give the impression that you're just looking for any job, like any way out of where you are, or oh, I need a job because I, I don't have one, or that's true. Um, but it doesn't really make the feel the person feel that you're interested in that job or that company. Um, so if you say, oh, I, I hate my boss at the moment, so I hate my current job, I need something else. You know, it's not a reason. It, it's something that's not related to the job that's on offer. So um, is there something about that job that you find really interesting? Is it an opportunity that you haven't had before? Or is it a chance to use a skill that you, you really enjoy using or you want to develop or... Are you particularly interested in something that that company is doing or do you like the way that they do something or do you find something particularly interesting about the the company as a whole or that particular role um, can you apply it your interest in the position directly to the position itself and not just oh yeah well I want to work in this industry. Well, that's great, but there are loads of other companies working in that industry too. So just to try and make it a bit more specific to the role that you're actually going for, um, because I've, I've heard of people just going to so many interviews that they forget which company it's for, or they um, they use the wrong company name in the interview, and that just thinks, oh yeah, okay, it's just just one of many. But if you show that you took time to, to it's, it's kind of similar to the preparation one, time to think about it and why you'd like to work for that company, then it, it makes you seem a bit more motivated and eager than somebody who just wants any any job because it's better than the one they have now. Number three is more of a personal one and you can't necessarily, you know, you, you can't influence too much, but do I want to work with him or her? Maybe Maybe they won't. Maybe maybe the chemistry just won't be there. That's not a reason not to employ somebody. But, um, you know, you can try to be not just answering the questions to give the answers that you think they want to hear, but also to try and put something of yourself into your answers because they're probably going to have a number of candidates. And so you want to stand out from the others. You may all have similar experience. You may all have similar qualifications. But do you have something else? Did you... Were you more personable? Were you? Um, did you tell an interesting story about how you how you managed to deal with a problem or something you did in the other company that that helped them in your your previous employment history? Or is there something about you that just makes you stand out a bit more than the others? That makes you that bit more interesting or different in, in a good way? Um, so you you can't really know whether this person's going to like you as an individual. That's that's not always something that you can make them do. Sometimes people just don't automatically get on. But you can try and be yourself because I think sometimes with with interviews we try to say all the right things and do all the right things and somehow we, we lose a bit of ourselves in that because we're trying to learn these these textbook answers. But textbook answers can be really boring if there's no person behind them. 
Number four, can this person back up the claims on their CV with real life experience and examples? So it's, it's true, I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't, but some people lie on their CVs, some people exaggerate the truth on their CVs, and you really need to be able to show that the things that you've written on your CV are things that you can talk about and feel comfortable talking about. Most of the time, the people that I work with um, don't have trouble talking about things because they're lying it's because they they haven't practiced but just I mean you don't know every question that you're going to be asked you can't anticipate that and that's part of the reason why interviews are a bit difficult sometimes but certainly when it's to do with your own experience things that you've done things that you've been involved in um, then make sure that you feel confident talking about those and that you're not keep looking at your notes and you know maybe you need to look at them for dates or something like that but in terms of the things that you've actually achieved and other projects that you've been working on or things that you're supposed to know then you shouldn't really be looking at your notes for those because you should feel comfortable talking about them and giving examples think of recent examples um, recent is better than something 10 or 15 years ago um, think about examples that are relevant to this particular job this particular com company so if you've had some recent experience in, in different things think about what they're most likely to be interested in in terms of your experience what's transferable what could you be using in the new role and then try to practice talking about that in front of a mirror in front of your dog you know just to make sure you feel happy doing that before you actually have to do it in real life and also, if it's not your native language, if you're applying for a job in another language, make sure you know the vocabulary that you need and that it's not enough if, if you can talk about it in your native language and you know the um, interview is going to be in, in English, for example, then make sure that you have all the vocabulary that you need so that you can talk about yourself and your recent experience, your knowledge and your qualifications in English. Number five, does this person have a can-do attitude? So yeah, sometimes things go wrong, sometimes stuff happens, but the impression you give, um, if you're, if, if you say, for example, the reason you're leaving is, oh, you, you hate the job or you hate the boss or it's too difficult or, you know, all these negative things, they may be true, but they're not going to put you in, in the best light. Um, and, and if something happened and it was your fault and you try to blame other people, then again, that's not probably not something they want in their team because, you know, everybody has to take responsibility for things which are their responsibility. You know, if you if, if you're looking that you're trying to blame other people, even if sometimes it is like you, you may have a really bad boss and I've had bad bosses. That's one of the reasons why I've changed jobs a couple of times. But um you know, if you can try and put a more positive spin on it, like you, um, you know, you're you're looking for a more challenging position or find something positive about the, the new position that you can talk about rather than just all the negatives about, yeah, my boss is a pain and I hate, I hate my current um, journey to work and things like that, you know. Um, and also, if you if you come with a list of kind of demands like oh I don't do this and I don't do that and I can't do this and you know that's that's not good either because th there are things that we can't do and I think you know an, an interview is an opportunity for you to interview the company as well I always say it's your chance to find out if you really do want to work for them I went to an interview once for a job and and when I sat there I thought oh, this job isn't what the the advert said it was I, I don't even want this job um 
And sometimes that's a really valid point. You know, if, if you find out that you don't want the job or if you find out there's some aspect of the job that's going to be a problem for you, like, um, I don't know, if, if there's a lot of travel and it didn't say that on the advert, but you're going to be traveling for days at a time and that's not something you can do, then, of course, then now is the time to, to say that, you know, this isn't going to work or that's not something I can can do. Um and that's fine. I'm not really talking about things that you physically are unable to do or things that you um, are unwilling to do, in, you know, like a really a big thing that would be a deal breaker for you. I'm talking about when people come with, oh, you know, um, where will my office be? What will I be doing? How many people will there be? Just things that are coming with like a shopping list of things that you want from the company before you even know. I think it's good to know how things will be. It's good to know things about the role, what, what the day-to-day -day life is like, um, yeah, what the office is like, how much travel you have to do. All of these things are fine, but I've, I've seen people coming with a very kind of structured list of, I want this and this and this and this, and it's all kind of I want rather than what I will bring. And if, if somebody does that, it, it doesn't create the best impression. Um, number six, is this person listening to me? Because... I know it's really tempting to be if you've made some notes or if you're looking at, at things you've written down um, when the other person is talking and sometimes you might want to think, oh, what am I going to say next? And, and you're looking things up or maybe you do feel nervous that so you, you you don't want to look up from your notes because, you you know, you feel really stressed out and nervous. Um, but if you look like you're too busy with your notes, um, it, it doesn't give the impression that the other person that you, the other person has your attention. So. Um, it, try and try and give the impression that you are listening and try to listen because if you don't answer the question that you're being asked then that's a, that's a problem you know if, if you're being marked on on how many you know given points for how well you answer a question if you don't answer the question then that's not going to look good for you if, if you only think you know what the person asked you but it's not quite what what they said um, because you listened to the first half and thought, oh, yeah, I know what they're going to say. So what can I answer to that? Um, and, and it isn't what they wanted to know. Then you will do yourself a disservice because you won't be answering the question that you were actually asked. So make sure you're listening. Um, nobody likes to feel that they're not being listened to. Even if the interview is about you speaking, the other person still might have some some information that you need. You know, this is your fact finding time as well. So it's not just about you presenting yourself. But it's also about finding out whether the company is somewhere that you would like to work. And, you know, interviews can be very good for getting information as well. So, so make sure that you are A, listening and B, that you look like you're listening as well. Uh, number seven. Uh, yeah, is this, it's kind of similar to the other one, but is, is this person just kind of looking out for themselves? So th there are legitimate questions about how much holiday you'll have, when you can take your holiday. But if, if the first thing you ask is oh, when can I start booking holiday? Unless there's a good reason for that, like you've got a holiday booked and paid for and, and you need to be able to take it. I I don't mean that. I mean, if, if you haven't and you're just saying, oh, when can I go on holiday before you've even got the job, then again, that doesn't make, that doesn't make a great impression. Number eight, does this person want to learn? So it's good to be interested and inquisitive and to, to want to know things. So, um, have you got some questions that you could ask about the company or the, the, the things that you'll be working on or the role? Um, if you can show an interest as well. So it's not just about proving how much you know already, but are you are you interested 
in in the role and how it will develop how it will develop are there <clears throat> are there things that you want to learn um sometimes there are questions about your weaknesses but sometimes you can use them to show that you're somebody who's interested in improving themselves maybe learning from mistakes or seeing knowledge gaps and doing something about them if you can come across as someone who's proactive about learning then that that's a good thing it doesn't you don't have to try to get across the idea that you know everything there is to know because who wants to work with somebody who thinks they know everything that there is to know that they don't <laughs> so you know of course be clear about what you do know what you can do don't undersell yourself but also show that you're interested in in learning as well both about the company and um, to increase your own knowledge and develop your own skills number nine is this person organized so if you if you turn up late if you get lost if you um, um, look really flustered if you look like you didn't take the time to get ready properly in the morning um, because you were in a hurry all these things that they, they create an impression and rightly or not sometimes things happen that are completely out of your control I remember an interview that I went to that I had to have postponed in the end because there was snow and all the traffic in London came to a standstill and there were no trains and it was a nightmare Some, sometimes things are completely out of your control however if you um, if, if you do all you can to prepare then it will be easier for you because you you won't look so stressed out if if the bus is late or if you do take the wrong turning when you're looking for the building and again that comes down to preparation make sure you know where you're going maybe the the weekend before make sure you you know how you're going to get there and then you won't appear as somebody who's really disorganized because of course some people are more organized than others um, but you don't want the first impression that people have of you to be one of somebody who who can't get themselves organized for the interview because they then make the assumption that you won't be able to get yourself organized um, if, if you got the job as well and then does this person have what we're looking for and I think this is something that maybe some people in the UK don't do as well um, they undersell themselves because I I used to manage staff and sometimes I help staff to prepare for interviews like promotions within the company and one of the biggest things that the biggest problems I saw was people um, underselling themselves and I knew that because um, it was like a, a, a trial interview it wasn't the actual interview for the new position but I said you know if if I if this was a real interview and you told me that um, that doesn't look so good because I know you can do a lot more than that I know you I've seen what you do every day and you're underselling yourself um, and that's not great because the person in the interview only knows what you tell them or what's on the CV so if you don't tell them about all the other stuff that you did or if you just say that you worked on something when really you you led it or if you say that you helped to implement something when you actually designed it then you're you're really underselling yourself and the other person if they don't know you well they don't know what you can do if they do know you they really should be just going on what you tell them and again it's it's not good for you so they will have their own criteria for what they're looking for in terms of, of the person that they want to fill the role but you need to make sure that you 
sell yourself and I, I think we've got some negative associations with this phrase like selling yourself people often don't enjoy doing that because they think of something that's really kind of pushy and like a salesperson it's kind of annoying over the top um, and often we feel uncomfortable doing that but I, I don't mean to sell yourself in that way I just mean present the facts as, as the facts the truth about what you can do what you have done what you would bring to a team what you um, can offer that perhaps other people can't offer um, they're not mind readers people in interviews are not mind readers and they don't know if you don't tell them if you don't put this information in your application then they have no idea so you can't decide whether you're the person that they're looking for but you can give them the best chance of, of knowing who you really are by trying to um, give them all the information that they might need when making that decision so and uh, be memorable in a good way show them you know what you can bring what's what's different about you um, don't just try and learn standard responses to interviews because people if they've been doing interviews for a while have probably heard them all before and it's sometimes that depends on the kind of questions they ask because if you ask the same questions as everyone else you often get the same answers as you know have been given many times before but you know if people have been doing it for a while they, they want something a bit more original I think something that will make you stand out in a good way so don't try to be clever or funny if you don't know how that joke is gonna be received it's, it's better not to make one because you could end up um, saying something really inappropriate and I know from my experience as someone running some interviews that somebody did say something really inappropriate and I just thought oh my goodness no <laughs> um, and that, that was quite distracting for the rest of the interview because I was thinking uh, um, this this would be a problem if they did that and then they, they came to work for the company as, as it happened they, they didn't work for the company They not just because of that, that one thing that they said that sabotaged their interview but um, because there was somebody else who was better qualified but you know once you've done something like that it's really hard to bring it back so don't don't try to be funny or um, to do something kind of outrageous and if you don't know how it's going to be taken or received then it's best to to avoid things like that but you can certainly be unique and be interesting and be yourself and just show that as, as well as the knowledge and skills that you bring to the table um, that you're also somebody who's who's genuinely interested in that company and the position and try to think about that in the questions you ask as well you know that if you're asked do you have any questions that's an opportunity to ask some questions some things that you want to know and I I've got some other resources about that as well so I will not go through all that again because it's already in another podcast episode and blog post I, I think so I'll link that to the show notes page for this episode which you will find at englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 154 um, I also have a career page which I will link on the show notes page um, and there you can find there are some um, downloadable PDFs about CV and interview tips from the career page um, and that's also where I talk about my career service which is training specifically around applying for jobs so whether it's your CV um, or your um, interview preparation I've got something there about that so you can find that on the career page which will be linked from the show notes page or you can go directly to englishwithkirstycom slash career so 
I know this is a bit unusual because you don't usually think about what the interview is thinking, interviewer is thinking, because you can't really tell and you, you don't know and all, all that kind of thing. But just these kind of questions, you know, what kind of impression am I making? Um, do I come across as somebody who's personable or friendly or who knows what they're talking about or who has the experience that I claim to have on my CV or who can solve problems or who can deal with difficult situations or who has the, the technical knowledge that is going to be required in this in this job role? Um, do I come across as somebody that, that that other people will be able to approach or that can explain things depending on the, the role you're going for, whether it's a, a customer facing role or a training role? Um, you don't know what they're going to think, but just try to think how you present yourself and how somebody may see that when, when they see your performance in the interview. So if you want to see these questions again written down, I have them on a blog post, which again will be linked from the show notes page, englishwithcursey.com slash podcast slash episode 154. So have a good week and have fun learning English. And if you are applying for a job, then good luck. I, I hope you're successful. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes. 